Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm your host. Today's episode is about the brain-based tug-of-war between your rational brain and your emotional brain in eating disorder recovery. So it's going to be a bit more neuroscience for you in which I want to explain a bit more about these two very important brain regions that play big parts in how we think and how we act, and how these two different brain regions often work against one another and try to take the driver's seat in guiding our behaviours, our actions, even our thoughts. I know for me, in my eating disorder recovery, and when I think about other decisions I make in my day-to-day life, and when I now work with other people in recovery, it's really helped me to understand a little more of how the brain is working at a brain-based level, what's going on inside a person's brain when we're trying to make these difficult decisions to override our fears and take action despite very strong fear. So the two parts of the brain that it's key to know a little bit about are the prefrontal cortex, or what we think of as our rational brain, and the limbic system, which is often thought of as the emotional brain and how they frequently work at loggerheads with each other, both trying to guide our actions in what's often a tug of war that we don't even know is going on inside our brain. And when you do understand more about these brain regions, it can be a lot easier to forgive yourself for the amount of conscious focus and mental energy that recovery really, really does take particularly at the beginning or particularly when you're really trying to work hard at overriding automatic disordered behaviours that you might have. So let me just first of all go on and talk a bit about each brain region in turn and what they each do and then about how these two brain regions are therefore having this tug of war inside your brain without you even realising. The prefrontal cortex then is a section of the brain which is at the very front of your brain. It's literally located just behind your forehead. And neuroscientists often describe the prefrontal cortex as having executive function because it could be considered your rational brain as it's in charge of reason and logic. It's in charge of our judgment and decision-making. And it's from here that our conscious thoughts arise and where you might deliberate perhaps the pros and cons of a particular action before you take that action. When you think about teenagers and young people, their prefrontal cortex is not yet fully developed. I think it's about the age of 25 that the prefrontal cortex fully develops. And so when you think that the prefrontal cortex is in charge of overriding our emotional reactions to things, it can help you understand why teenagers can have these sudden outbursts or these sudden reactions 
because they don't have a developed enough prefrontal cortex yet to be able to rationalize what's really going on, to be able to hold themselves back from those outbursts, those emotional reactions before they've made them. So the prefrontal cortex is in charge of rationalizing things. It's in charge of being able to reason out what's happening in our lives. And as eating disorder recovery means having to repeatedly take action that the brain perceives as a threat, and so it will try very hard to drive you to avoid those things, in recovery you do have to keep fully focused and consciously choose the recovery action. And that choice is made using your prefrontal cortex each time until your brain learns that there is no threat and until your brain learns that the new recovery focus behaviors that are becoming wired into your brain and eventually if you keep making those decisions using your prefrontal cortex to keep choosing the recovery action those new recovery focus behaviors will be wired in and become habitual and once the new behaviors are wired into your brain sufficiently through enough repetition and positive reinforcement other parts of your brain will then take over, guiding you to take that action in the future, with much less need for your prefrontal cortex to get involved, so that your prefrontal cortex is then free to think about and focus on other much more important things in your life. Well, no, not much more important than recovery, but once you've done recovery, more important things than eating enough food, that will just be automatic for you. Therefore, in eating disorder recovery, it's in your prefrontal cortex that recovery really has to start with the conscious decision to change and with your applied focus to make the necessary changes happen each and every time you need to implement a recovery-based decision and action. You need to keep your prefrontal cortex focused on recovery and use it to choose recovery each time you want to engage in recovery behavior, which at the start of recovery is most of your waking hours. It takes a heck of a lot of focus and attention at the start of recovery. But if you do want to prevent those old habitual and automatic disordered behaviors from kicking in, you have to keep doing this. You have to keep putting in that conscious focus and effort to stop the old habits until your brain has rewired sufficiently with recovery. And then the second part of the brain that I want to talk about today is the limbic system, which does include the amygdala. So the limbic system is buried quite deep within the brain and it's made up of several brain structures. And the limbic system has the role of focusing on fear. It focuses on survival, risks and desires. And it's from the limbic system that anxieties and phobias arise even when the threat's not real, such as with eating disorders. So the limbic system will automatically try to guide your behaviors based on what it perceives and it doesn't understand reason or logic. So the key focus of the limbic system is to seek pleasure or find relief from a perceived threat. And the force with which it will try to guide your actions can be so powerful that it will just override any rational sense that you might have 
as I say, it doesn't understand reason or logic. It doesn't understand what your prefrontal cortex is trying to take into consideration. If your limbic system wants to take over, it's not going to listen to that reason or logic from the prefrontal cortex. It's not going to listen to any rational sense. It's just going to take over and try to force your behaviours and actions as strongly as it possibly can. And within this, so within the limbic system is your amygdala, and it's from this structure, the little tiny amygdala inside your brain, that the fight or flight response to a perceived threat is generated. So if your brain perceives a strong threat to your safety, then your prefrontal cortex and your rational brain is completely bypassed altogether and your amygdala will instantly hijack your brain and guide your actions in a reactive and not at all thought out way. So if you've got an eating disorder and you're in eating disorder recovery, you'll be able to recognize times when your amygdala has just hijacked your brain. An example of amygdala hijack in eating disorder recovery might be when you've made a rational and conscious decision to go to a fast food restaurant, order and eat a burger. But when you get to the restaurant and the reality of facing that burger meal, you find yourself reacting blindly. And that could be by either escaping the situation and trying to get out the restaurant as quickly as you possibly can, or it might even be throwing the meal away or even throwing it at a well-meaning friend or family member. I think we've all been there. It's only afterwards when the threat is no longer present and your brain has come out of fight and flight mode that you can look back at what you, you know, what happened and what you did and how you behaved and usually just look back with complete frustration, thinking how did the eating disorder win again? I was so focused and so determined to do this and yet the eating disorder won again it's because your amygdala hijacked your brain and your prefrontal cortex just lost control of the situation. So as you can see, in eating disorder recovery and in all lots of different ways in life, there's this constant conflict between your prefrontal cortex and your limbic system in your brain. And each of them are trying to guide our day-to-day actions and we have to be super aware of what's going on when we're in eating disorder recovery in order to try and keep our prefrontal cortex engaged and not let our limbic system or amygdala get overly involved in the situation. So as I said before, in eating disorder recovery, the conflict between your prefrontal cortex and limbic system can play out as making a rational decision to take a particular recovery-focused course of action using your prefrontal cortex with reason and logic. But when the time comes to see through that action, your fear and emotion takes over from the limbic system. And despite not being able to engage rational thought as to why or what you're doing, the emotional and fear-based drive is so strong that the eventual action you take is disordered. So bearing all this in mind, it's easy to be a bit more forgiving of why eating disorder recovery is so difficult. It's easy to be more forgiving of yourself when you think, well, I just have to bypass the fear and just eat. Do it anyway. Do it despite the fear. Yes, you do have to just do it despite the fear. But when you understand that sometimes your limbic system is just going to take control of your brain and when the fear strikes, you're not going to be able to control that. So be forgiving of yourself when the limbic system takes over. It's your brain. It's a normal survival mechanism 
that it comes from your neurobiology. It's not your fault. But, of course, you still have to recover. And in order to rewire the brain and eating disorder recovery, it's necessary to find ways to override that automatic and overactive limbic system with its inappropriate fear responses, which are obviously mistakenly trying to protect you from the threat of food or the threat of rest or whatever it is. And instead, you have to find ways to repeatedly manage to decide upon recovery action and stay focused so that you do actually engage in the behaviours you desperately need to wire in, despite that fired up fear response. And it's not easy, but it is possible. And the more you do manage to override the fear response, the sooner you retrain and rewire your brain to recognise that food and rest and weight gain are not any threat to your life and actually can be quite pleasurable. So really, as you continue in your eating disorder recovery, try to notice what your brain's doing. Which part of your brain is guiding your actions in any given moment? Are you about to take an action based on an emotional anxiety or fear-based response? Or are you actually focused with your prefrontal cortex engaged? Are you in a calmer state of mind? And are you actually taking the more executive or intellectual recovery-based action this time. And just as a final point, because this point is so important and something that I'm always highlighting to people, is the fact that our brains can only consciously focus on one thing at any given time. So in recovery, it's so necessary to keep that space available for conscious recovery decision-making over and over again each day. If you're also trying to work or study or do a million other things with your conscious mind, then it's only natural that recovery will be pushed to one side in your brain. And then what happens is your usual disordered behaviours will just show up because they're habitual and because you haven't got your conscious focus on overriding those old habits, overriding that fear response. So please just know that recovery takes mental effort for a time. And it's usually necessary to make space in your life, make space in your brain for recovery to take priority. It's worth it. It's worth making that space and taking that time. And in future episodes, I'm going to talk more about the fear response, more about ways to override the fear response when it does show up. So stay tuned for those. Otherwise today, perhaps just, just try and be conscious today of what's happening in your brain, what's guiding your decisions today, what's happening when your emotional side is trying to take over, when have you actually got your prefrontal cortex engaged and you're saying, okay, yep, the fear's there, but I'm still choosing to have that huge slice of chocolate cake despite being terrified today. Try and notice what's going on in your brain because it will help it will help you to be able to override those fear responses as you move forward. If you have anything you want me to talk about on this podcast series, then please drop me an email or contact me through my website. And if you want to know more about my coaching, then you'll find me on hellybarns.com. And otherwise, I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. 
Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.